to Kegel or not to Kegel? That is the question for today's podcast episode. So if you are someone who has experienced any pelvic floor dysfunction symptoms like leaking or heaviness or, you know, especially pain, but even if you're not really experiencing any pelvic floor symptoms, but maybe you just had a baby and you're aware, hey, my pelvic floor just took a beating. I should probably strengthen it. We all, well, I shouldn't say all, but many of us have heard the term Kegel, which is a fancy word for pelvic floor contraction. And this is something that is that first line of defense to try and restore our core. However, it can be very problematic for many of us because it's not always the answer. So inside today's episode, we're going to dive into why it's not always the answer and if Kegels are something you should ever want to do. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balance Momtality Podcast where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery, providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, it's another week on the Balanced Momtality Podcast. So happy you are tuning in. And if this is your first time, welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We have been on a core kick, meaning the last few episodes, if you haven't heard them, and honestly, majority of the episodes in my podcast will be about or related to the core system because The pelvic floor, if you don't already know, is the floor of the core system. And so when we're working with any type of pelvic floor dysfunction, we are working with the core as that whole system, trying to get it working together. And then we move beyond that, trying to get that core system working with the rest of the body. However, today I just wanted to tackle a question that... One, I get asked regularly, but also two, just makes me cringe because social media is is really making this so hard and confusing for women to figure out what the heck to do. Because when it comes down to it, you know, to Kegel or not to Kegel, that is the question of today's podcast episode. And it really is such a common question, a common concern, a common misunderstanding, especially when we're getting bombarded with all of these social media 
things in our face of how to do Kegels, strengthen that pelvic floor. Don't even get me started on these stinking chairs that are supposed to resolve your urinary incontinence by sitting on it. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Just a little side note, because I can't pass up this topic without just just a little bit of my thoughts on this. You guys, It is not going to solve your problems, okay? Sitting on a chair that is engaging your pelvic floor, no matter how many studies are done to show that this is beneficial, these different tactics of just whether it's sitting on a chair or just getting connected up to an e-stim unit and trying to get those muscles to contract and engage, this is not going to resolve your pelvic floor symptoms. So please, before you go spend hundreds of dollars on an e-stim unit or thousands of dollars on these crazy chairs that they're coming out with now, don't. (laughs) Go see a pelvic floor PT. I promise it will find the root of the problem and actually make sure that you are getting in the proper care and finding out your why of why that pelvic floor dysfunction is showing up. Now, when it comes to Kegeling, because, okay, if you don't know what a Kegel is, it is just a pelvic floor muscle contraction. This is the same thing as a pelvic floor engagement, engaging that muscle, Kegel, pelvic floor contraction, same thing. Kegel is just the name of this weird guy that that decided to coin this term named after him. However, sorry, I'm dealing with a little allergies over here today, so I'm a little sniffly and congested, but bear with me. I just wanted to touch on this because when we think about pelvic floor issues, and especially things like leaking or prolapse, we're really thinking weakness. Oh my gosh, I'm leaking because my pelvic floor isn't strong enough to hold in everything. Or, oh, I have prolapse because my pelvic floor isn't strong enough to hold everything up. And this is, you know, this is a great thought in theory. You know, this was me. I was thinking that same thing. I must have a super weak pelvic floor. Now, I did have some weakness in my pelvic floor, for sure. However, where we get in trouble is if we just go blanketing statements saying, Kegel, you have some pelvic floor issues, go do some Kegels. You know, especially if you're unfortunately, you know, someone who's tried pelvic floor PT and maybe didn't get the best therapist and they did tell you to do a certain amount of Kegels. They hooked you up to this Easton machine for your whole treatment and you just did Kegels while you were hooked up to the e-stim device. This is not the highest quality of care. And I am so sorry if that was your experience. Please go find somebody else because this gives the rest of us a terrible name because this is not how we fully look at the pelvic floor and treat it. The reason Kegels can get us in trouble is even if there is weakness, it's usually not just the weakness that's causing that dysfunction to show up. We usually see other things as well, like pressure management problems, motor control problems, posture problems, breathing problems, all of these other things that when compounded on each other, the system fails and we see leaking. But, you know, another huge reason is because a lot of these times 
that, you know, especially if you're somebody who's tried Kegels, because a lot of us have, it's something that's a little more well known when it comes to pelvic floor dysfunction. And it's something we can try to do about it without having to go see a doctor or a physical therapist. And which also, again, side note, I am a doctor. It's just clarifying between medical doctor or doctor of physical therapy. Um, They, you know, they take that extra effort, some maybe extra time, extra money. So we want to try and do the quickest, cheapest, simplest thing that we can do on our own to heal. However, a lot of these times, especially if you end up doing this and creating you know, noticing there's more pain. Maybe you never had pain and now there is. Maybe now all of a sudden you're having to go to the bathroom all the time. Um, you know, you're barely making it to the bathroom. Your symptoms are getting worse. Then this is a sign you're missing something. And actually those pelvic floor contractions, aka Kegels, could be making things worse. And so it is just so frustrating for me to have Kegels be this big blanket statement for all pelvic floor conditions. Because even when we look at things like leaking and prolapse, where we do think of weakness many, many times, in fact, (laughs) probably nine out of 10 times with my experience, maybe eight out of 10, those muscles are tight. That doesn't mean they're strong. No, they definitely still have a level of weakness because a tight muscle is not a strong muscle. However, if we imagine, you know, and and if we imagine our arm, that bicep muscle, and our pelvic floor does not function like a bicep muscle. However, we can easily look at it. So it's a great visual just to help us understand because it still has Muscular properties, very similar. So if we were to shorten and bend our elbows and use that bicep to bend, if we were stuck in that muscle, that bicep was super stiff and we couldn't fully extend our arm, yeah, it's really tight. But it's also probably pretty weak because it's been stuck in a shortened position and it's barely been able to even engage and turn on. And this is what I find more times than not when I'm doing that internal pelvic floor exam. These women have no pain. They just have some leaking, maybe some pressure, heaviness symptoms. And I go in and assess and all of their pelvic floor muscles are just bound up and hard as a rock. They're so stiff. They're so tight. And again, if you imagine that tight bicep, if you put a weight in that hand and try and do bicep curls, you're probably going to end up with tons of trigger points and spasms and pain because that muscle is already in a shortened position. And this is what's happening with the pelvic floor when we're trying to ask it to contract and engage over and over and over and over again as we do Kegels and trying to get in you know, a certain number of reps or sets with these Kegels and constantly thinking about contracting our pelvic floor when in fact it's already too tight. And so this is again where just trying to, you know, I encourage you. Oh my gosh, do I just please, please, please. (laughs) If you have any pelvic floor issues, especially anything like pain, pelvic pain, pain with intercourse, tailbone pain, sit bone pain, back pain, hip pain, all the pains, okay? 
But also things like urinary frequency, you're feeling like you have to go to the bathroom all the time. Maybe you feel like you have a UTI, you're getting those kind of burning sensations, difficulty initiating, voiding, feeling like you're not emptying everything. These are also signs that things are probably tight. So definitely do not start Kegels until you get a pelvic floor exam. And even then, if you have a good pelvic floor PT, they will probably not be prescribing Kegels. I very, very rarely am actually telling my patients to do Kegels, even if they're one of the few who come in with leaking and we find that, yes, things are very, very weak and they're not really that tight. You know, these are the people that we talk about how to engage that pelvic floor, what it should feel like to engage it, but we're making it more of a global system approach with that core and making sure the whole thing is functioning together in a functional way with your movement patterns. And this is where we bring in things like breath work and different core engagement strategies so that really you don't ever have to spend time isolating that pelvic floor and engaging it over and over and over again in the car while you're sitting at a stoplight or whatever, whenever you're doing these Kegels, that's not functional, right? When we're sitting there, you know, and I've, and I am guilty of this because I did have my patients do Kegels when I first got into this field and learned, you know, unfortunately through the very basic entry-level courses for pelvic floor PT, they are instructing you, you know, a good regimen for how to do pelvic floor strengthening. And I'm hoping that this has evolved because, you know, the more courses I took, I really realized this was not the way to go because we do not function in those seated positions. And, you know, I did make it functional, trying to make people think about it during certain things, but it has been a game changer for me in an evolution in my practice and how I care and treat my patients to make it just a more global functional process in the body where we're not having to sit there and isolate pelvic floor contractions. And in fact, so many studies are coming out showing that there's so many other exercises that actually recruit the pelvic floor even more than an isolated pelvic floor contraction. And we are making it functional so that your system can, and your brain can start to wire these motor plans so that, yeah, initially it takes some brain power, quite a lot actually. <laughs> these movement exercises that maybe you've done before and now all of a sudden they're hard because you're having to think about your breath and your core engagement and how your alignment is moving through that exercise. But I promise you that that work is so worth it because you get to a point where now it's automatic and you don't even have to think about it. Every breath you take, every time you're engaging your core, every time you're picking something up, every time you're, you know, lifting that baby up, opening the car door, pushing a heavy door open, strollers, laundry baskets, you name it, you are getting a pelvic floor exercise and also, which means a core exercise. And so we really want to bring that global systemic whole body approach to pelvic floor strengthening, but that's even when we're just strictly strengthening. The biggest problem I see with this blanket statement of Kegeling 
is that most of these women have tightness, remember, and if we have that tightness and restriction, and it's going to just get so much worse if we're putting resistance and isolated contractions into the system into a shortened muscle. And so really we want to work mostly on relaxing that pelvic floor and letting it open fully and lengthen so it can get to its full range of motion before we ever try and strengthen it. Similarly to that bicep, right? We're going to try and get that arm fully straight and stretch it out before we ever try and rev up that bicep because it's just going to keep pulling things shortened again and it's going to be really hard for that elbow to ever get fully straight. So we really need to make sure that pelvic floor has its full range of motion before we bring in any type of strengthening. And so again, I could go into a lot of depth and I'm sure I will in other episodes about how you can do this and definitely reach out Um, you know, send me a DM on Instagram, the balance mentality. Also come over to the Facebook group. Let's get you on a coaching call. I do virtual wellness visits and we can help tease out what your pelvic floor is needing and what the best place to start is. Because the worst thing you can do is take that time to try and restore your core and do lots of Kegels and only make things worse. This can be so frustrating for people and they get so caught up and just think that they failed. Pelvic PT doesn't work for them. They need to go get surgery or, you know, it's just, it's sad because I've seen people even post-surgical who are still having issues, say from like a prolapse repair because they did, they tried pelvic PT. It was just Kegels, didn't really work. They needed to get the prolapse repair. Lo and behold, the why of their prolapse was never resolved. So the prolapse repair fails. And now they're seeing me again because I've tried this before, but I had surgery. It's just not working. It's failing again. I figured I'd give this another shot. Then we do some assessment, we do some treatment, and pretty quickly they say something like, my other PT didn't do anything like this, or wow, I've never even heard of this breath work. All I did was focus on contractions. And it's just so, so frustrating for me and for you guys, because it's just setting you back. So be an advocate for yourself. And again, if we know better, we can do better. And so just be in tune with your body. If you feel like you this might be you and you have any level of tightness, especially again, if there's any amount of pain in that pelvic region at rest, during intercourse, during sitting, during exercise, whatever it is. But you know, even if you don't, even if you have no pain at all, but you just have some leaking, I really encourage you to go get that internal pelvic exam so that you can know if you should do any pelvic floor strengthening or not. So I hope this helped you realize, you know, Kegels are not always the answer and most of the time they are not. We more want to focus on that functional strength, that functional motor plan where we can get everything working together. I hope today was helpful for you. Go over to the Facebook group. Let me know what you think. And as always, if If this helped you at all, please leave me a five-star review so that this can get in front of other women so they can learn how to restore their core as well. I'll see you here next week on the Balanced Momtality Podcast. 
Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balance Mentality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on The Balance Mentality Podcast.